0: Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Coffee Break Podcast. These are short podcasts for you to listen to in a coffee break, developed to give you some quick ideas on how to help you build your desk and business. Now, over to Adrian Mansfield, the Million Pound Biller, for today's Coffee Break Podcast. Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Podcast. I'm Adrian Mansfield, and in my 20 plus years in recruitment, I've had a number of million pound years. I've worked in most of the major recruitment markets and in all sales roles within a recruitment agency. I've also run my own company and set up companies both in the UK and in several international locations. Recruitment has given me the opportunity to travel the world and see some of the best and worst places on offer, from Australia to Afghanistan and many more in between. The Million Pound Biller podcast offers those at any level in recruitment tips and ideas from me and my contacts, both inside and outside recruitment, but all from the coalface information and ideas that can be taken back to your day-to-day careers and put you on the path to a million pound year. The cornerstone of my success over the years has been my willingness to learn and develop my skills, something I still do every day. Now I'm offering you some of my ideas and thoughts that will to squeeze the most out of your recruitment career, no matter what level you're at and where you're aiming for. Every journey, even one to a million pounds, starts with a single step. So let's take that first step together. Welcome to episode 25 of the Coffee Break Podcast. This week has been a hectic one for me with my first face-to-face client visit in almost a year. It was great to get out of the office and meet with a client, see their site and discuss their plans for the future. It isn't until you experience something again that you realise how much you missed it in the first place. I have a number of meetings set up for the next few months and even an event that I'm attending in person. I'm busy dusting off those suits as I speak. Let's just whisper it, but we may be at the start of the end of this nightmare that has been the last 18 months. I'm also really excited to say that we've secured the first sponsor for this podcast, the company Forward. Forward is an outsourcing company run by experienced recruitment staff from here in the UK. They've taken the methods used by many of the big players in global recruitment and made the solution available to any size of agency, from a one-man band to a small, medium-sized enterprise. With a very small outlay per month, you can get access to the best in breed recruiter, virtual assistant, or marketing person who can become a real force multiplier for your business. I use them myself in my businesses, and I took out time last week to interview their management team, and I'm even more impressed with their offering than I was before I spoke to their team. If you'd like to take advantage of a no-obligation consultation on how they can help your business, simply reach out to them and quote Million Biller, and one of their team will set up a call. The website link is in the description below. On the idea of the beginning of the end, though, I'm beginning to see the positive vibes coming through from the market, but I'm also reminded of the issues that the new way of working could bring to future generations. I was very privileged this week to carry out some mock interviews with a range of sixth form students here in the UK. These were interviews designed to give them a flavour of the interview process and some of the questions that they may get in that process. All of the people I interviewed were very personable and had a range of qualities that I'm sure will, in time, lead them to have very successful careers, whichever way they decide to go. However, these interviews and a few of the other chats I've had this week in preparation for the live podcast I'm doing next week has led me to the first topic for this week, the future of offices. As I say, I've been speaking to a range of 17-year-olds, and some of these students will head off to university, but others will head out to work after their A-levels. And that led me to think about our new normal in the office and how that will affect these new people coming into the workforce. I saw a stat this week that noted that 6.5% of graduates and school leavers are unemployed, which is a much higher percentage than the workforce as a whole. The main issue for these types of candidates is that they'll need training. If I look back to my first years in recruitment, my training was very much on the job. I would do calls and my boss would listen in and give me tips afterwards. And likewise, I would listen to his calls and those of my colleagues and get tips and ideas from them. I also had a peer group of people in our company who'd started at or around the same time. And we shared ideas, ran competitions between ourselves to motivate each other, and generally formed a group that was built on us knowing each other and being able to spend time with each other. I worry with the new working environment, how these new staff will get that same experience. I'm not sure how you can train and develop someone via virtual arrangements, especially in a sector like recruitment or sales more generally. The best method I've seen for training in these areas is small course corrections based on a core skill set. So you train somebody in skills, and then by way of small interactions, you tweak and improve those skills. This is very easy to do in a full time office environment where you can easily listen into those calls. But how is this done when the full team are working from home? This could and will perhaps put companies off hiring these young people, but then companies are missing out on these new skills. People who will add a great deal to a company. Equally, the fight for the experienced talent will be even more acute. I'm already hearing horror stories from a wide range of recruitment agencies who are trying to hire in new staff, but who are focused on experienced people who can be left to work from their own devices at home or wherever. Either those staff are simply not very good when you do get them in, or worse, they are good and are demanding huge pay packages to join the company, or simply not on the market at all. Now, I've always been a big believer in the idea of growing your own team, bringing in people at the bottom and trading them up. This, in my opinion, allows you to build a culture and run into them from the day one and also means you can be sure that they'll work in the way you want them to and that you don't import bad habits. However, that method will need to be reviewed based on the new ways of working. If managers do not want to come into the office, how are they going to build a team? As you'll probably know from my conversations about Forward, I'm a huge supporter of the idea of outsourcing. But I truly believe that the idea of outsourcing and recruitment is about to have its moment under this new normal. If you go bring in and outsource solutions to add value to your business and to take off some of the day-to-day tasking or some menial issues such as social media management or indeed candidate sourcing to long lists, then you will have more time to focus on the fee earning areas. Or equally, you'll have more flexibility in who you hire and what skills you train into them. If you don't need someone to know how to source a candidate from the ground up, but rather just someone who can carry out the final qualification, you will reduce the overhead of training for that person and perhaps open up areas you can recruit the people from, perhaps from the sector itself, rather than necessarily going to an experienced recruitment consultant. Equally, if you can offer that experienced salesperson a strong candidate pipeline and ready access to resources to help them build their business and in turn earn more income, then that may be the one thing that tips them over into joining you and gets them into your company. I firmly believe that in the next 12 months, we'll see shift in how we run agencies. The flexible working practices are definitely here to stay. But within that flexibility, we also need to be flexible. We may need to come into our offices for five days a week for a period to help train up new staff. And we may need to look at areas that we can outsource and thus allow us to better focus on the clients and indeed training of those new staff or the other actions in the business. All in all, I think that those that get the best balance will fly. And I'm looking forward to seeing who gets it right as the possible returns will be amazing. On to topic two for this week. And for this, I come back to an area I've spoken on before, that of the benefit of working for yourself. Those of you who have listened to my podcast in the past will have heard my thoughts on the benefits of working for yourself up close. But you will also know that I listen to a lot of podcasts, often in areas not linked to the recruitment or indeed business. This week, I was listening to one on personal finance, and it hit home to me one of the biggest actual issues of being employed. When you're employed, you get taxed at source. That is, you get your monthly pay statement, and from each monthly wage is taken your tax and national insurance, certainly in the UK. Whilst it will vary, about 30 to 40% of your wages go in taxes immediately. After that, there are costs of doing your work, such as travel to the office or lunches, etc. Finally, there are things you buy for work that you often can't claim back or don't claim back. And those will have had sales tax or VAT in the UK added to them. The rough view from the expert that was speaking on the podcast was that an employed person loses about 50 to 60% of their monthly income in taxes every month. In effect, that means in a normal month, you're working for 15 to 18 days for your government and only 12 to 15 days for you and your family. Now, I'm not going to advocate the non-payment of taxes, unless you want to move to somewhere like the UAE, for example. But even there, you pay in other ways for the cost of living in countries like that. But there is something you can do quickly and legally to reduce the amount of tax you pay. And that is simply to work for yourself. In the UK and in many other countries, such as the US, there are different brackets of tax for corporations and companies and those for personal tax. In the UK, corporation tax, which is the tax on companies, is about 50% lower than the higher rate of personal tax. So if you earn the higher rate of personal tax, which most successful consultants would hope to do is around 40,000 pounds a year, you will be paying double the amount of tax on that income as an employee as you would do if you were doing it through your own company. Sure, there are some other taxes to consider if you take profits from your business, but the simple numbers are stark. Equally, running your own business allows you to cover a number of things that you can't claim as an employee. And it gets worse, because these things are often things you pay for after tax as an employee. To put that into perspective, that is the things you pay for out of your paid salary. So if you pay for something, you've already been taxed on the income, whereas in a company, they would put it as an expense for the business, and thus would actually reduce the amount of tax they pay. A double benefit. Overall, the figures in the podcast was that a person working for themselves could be in the 20 to 30% tax paid level, which is almost half as much tax as the employee would pay. To put a wider view on this, you only have to look at the annual rich list for whatever country you live in. How many of those are employees of a company, and how many are actually running their own companies? Indeed, one of the richest men in the world, Warren Buffett, once remarked that he was astonished to find his personal tax rate was over half that of his PA. He was bringing in billions in income and she was on less than $100,000 a year. Of course, his overall tax amount was higher, but the actual percentage he paid on his income was much, much, much less than she did. So when you are factoring in the idea of going alone and weighing it up against staying employed, why not take the chance to have a chat to an accountant and work through your payslips with them and do a like-for-like comparison on what you would take home from your company versus the employed route? I have no doubt that you'll be pleasantly surprised about the benefits of being your own boss, other than just the benefits of being your own boss. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this week's Coffee Break. As I said, if you feel that you may be interested in outsourcing, then please speak to our new sponsor, Forward. The link is in the description below. Or alternatively, reach out to me on social media and I'll link you up. Please keep interacting with me on the social media pages and our new Facebook group. More fun things to come with our Facebook group in the next few weeks, so pop on over and join so you don't miss anything. Also like and subscribe this podcast wherever you get it from. We have some amazing interviews coming up over the next couple of weeks and you wouldn't want to miss them. But until then, and until next week, enjoy the journey.